Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 12 or 15 minutes, and I am very grateful and excited to welcome our guest today. This is Michael Peters. He is the CEO of Lazarus Alliance and Continuum GRC, both of them out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. What would you like our audience to know about what you work on as far as, I know it's cybersecurity, but give us a little bit more. Hey, Sean, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, what I can tell you is the companies, while both focused on cybersecurity services, audit, compliance, that uh, risk assessments, things of that nature, um, the primary focus has always been on what we refer to as proactive cybersecurity. So this is the less glamorous side of cybersecurity where we're turning the rocks, we're examining the controls, looking for problems to, you know, close those gaps, you know, mitigate the risks, reduce the risks, doing things to help our customers uh, eliminate you know, possibilities for, you know, for cyber criminals to, you know, or or people that, you know, with malintent, if you will, to, um, you know, harm our organizations, steal our intellectual property, uh, you know, destroy the businesses that we put our lives into. So, you know, that's our focus. Uh, you know, we re we like to remain sort of the, the silent, uh, you know, back in the shadows doing our work uh, rather than, you know, oh my God, uh, you know, we've been breached and now there's cleanup and litigation and things like that. We we work to avoid those sort of things. So we're perfectly happy to be the unsung heroes behind the scenes. But um, so, you know, that's a little bit about our focus on the Lazarus Alliance side, you know, since 20, you know, since uh, the year 2000. Uh, we've been focused on these proactive services, so audit compliance, just from a sheer offering. Um, I really can't think of another company in the world that has our level of accreditation and certification capabilities. So it's uh, it's it's kind of a great place to be. On the Continuum GRC side, along the way, doing uh, services, providing services to our global clientele, uh, we wanted to, you know, uh, you know, work smarter, not harder, reduce uh, manual labor and the things that are oh so exciting about this line of work. And uh, so, you know, we we looked for a platform. Everybody was using spreadsheets and manual processes and stuff. So that's where Continuum GRC was born. So a few years of incubation, battle testing, you know, the platform. Uh, in 2015, we spun that off as Continuum GRC, which it's operated independently since. So that's just a little bit about us. Well, that's great. Thank you. And I know that we, we talked a little bit before we started the recording, but cybersecurity is an ever-growing industry that's not going to go away. And uh, I, I love the fact that you're trying to stay one step ahead of the bad guys out there, because uh, if you can find those holes before they do, that you're gonna do a lot of good. So, so well done and thank you for your efforts to keep us all safe, appreciate that. Well, let's jump to our questions then and get started here. Question number one, uh, Michael, as you've been building your business, what's one challenge that you've overcome that you're really proud of? You know, as, uh, as an entrepreneur, I'd have to say, um, and I'd venture a guess this is probably 
pretty universal, uh, but it's it's effectively making the leap. You know, entrepreneurs are everywhere. You know, today's dreams uh, without resolute action become tomorrow's regrets, you know. So, you know, being brave, being bold, uh, you know, putting yourself out there to to make that idea happen. You know, that's 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 really the big challenge. You know, of course, you have to have an idea that people want to pay for. You know, it's it's wonderful to have. Oh, I got a great idea, but nobody nobody else cares. Um, you know, sometimes you're ahead of the you know ahead of you know the mass thinking. Uh, so you you know you have ideas that you know maybe it takes a little while for everybody else to catch up. So you know you have to come up with ways of of uh, promoting those ideas and things like that. But but basically, you know, you 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 have some kind of concept, something that that is effectively marketable, and you know, having the the, the inner strength to make that leap, uh, you know, to make that happen, that's um, you know, that's that's really what I consider the big big challenge. I love that, and it is it's a big leap when you go into entrepreneurship, taking that leap from the full time job. And for some people, they've never worked a full-time job, so it's an easier process for them to take that leap. But there's always a leap, a leap of faith there that you have to go and make that happen. So I love that. That's awesome. Question number two, how do you, or how can a leader foster creativity within the team or the company? So I don't think leaders are innately creative, you know, who, who are not innately creative, put it that way. Um, not everybody is. But, uh, you know, leaders who are not innately creative, I think they'd have a difficult time being able to foster creativity in their in their teams effectively. Um, you know, it's also my belief that uh, intelligence plays a critical role in creativity. And there's an interesting study, uh, pretty famous study, Lewis Terman's famous genetic studies of genius. Uh, sounds fancy, doesn't it? But uh what they, uh, you know, the gist of it was the researchers found that while high IQ was necessary for creativity, not all people with high IQs are creative. Um, so, you know, big surprise there. But, uh, you know, to increase the probability of being a successful entrepreneur, I think you have to be inherently creative and intelligent. Uh, now, you know, how do you inspire that in a team? Well, you know, I find that uh, devoting time for creativity is kind of the best place to start, you know, with a team. When we dedicate meeting time specifically for creative group thinking, uh, it has a way of cross-inspiring others. Uh, you know, during these, um, you know, these group think sessions, you know, by leaders demonstrating that I have an open-mindedness to new ideas I think it encourages other members of the team to do so themselves. You know, you lead by example, right? Uh, you know, the remaining big component as a challenge is to see the mission through to fruition. So just blathering about wonderful ideas means nothing unless there's action to determine the viability of ideas and, you know, to, to see those through. And like I said just a moment ago, today's dreams without resolute action become tomorrow's regrets. So I think that's that's totally applicable in uh, in organizations. I love that. I love that approach. And it, there's a little bit of a kind of that big leap 
concept in taking a, an idea, a creative idea, and turning it into action. Sometimes that leap right there is hard for people to, to make. But I love that you brought that up because that is such a, an important part for all leaders to remember is the creativity is not always in the brainstorming and coming up with great ideas. It's also putting them into action. Mm -hmm. That's a critical piece. Love that. Great. All right. Question number three, how can leaders help build trust between uh, team members or employees between each other? Yeah. You know, there's a, um, I would call it a corrosive effect between team members, you know, and as a leader, I have the power to dissuade or encourage. Uh, so, that, and, and, you know, and that is avoiding demonstrating the, the demonstration or demonstrations of, let's just call it narcissism. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we know that narcissistic displays in part are, are, you know, maybe competitive in nature. You know, they may be also based on insecurities in the individual. So sarcasm, gossip, they're byproducts of narcissism. You know, these become the tools that divide and destroy teams uh, in interpersonal relationships. So none of these builds trust between team members, uh, you know, and effective leaders will start with themselves. You know, they must lead, again, lead by example. Uh, now, this is easier said than done, I think. I think because narcissism is also a very common trait for entrepreneurs, um, I don't think anybody else in the office here is listening. So, you know, I, I may exhibit a little bit of that myself. So, you know, you have to work really hard to try to overcome that. Um, so, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, anyone thinks uh, that they are so smart, you know, um, they should really act like it. So I, I, I think that you know, simple demonstration or just self-moderation, you know, monitoring yourself, trying to keep that in check, uh, you know, just mindfulness, but, um, you know, helping to eliminate that within your teams, you know, just discouraging it, I, I think is so vital. Mm -hmm. Very good. I like that answer. Thank you. Question number four, uh, would you like to share an example of a time when maybe there was kind of a perceived a failure or setback or something that didn't go as planned, but you turned it into a win. Well, you know, life's just been this freaking bed of roses the whole way. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Well, I tell you what, back in 2015, Continuum GRC, the company did not exist. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that we incubated the, the platform inside the service company, Lazarus Alliance. Uh, so the flagship SaaS application was designed for audit and compliance assessments, risk management, and and others, you know, risk assessments, governance, and policy development. It was being developed. Uh, after a while of battle testing, you know, with real companies, real auditors, companies, you know, clients around the world, um, you know, it it became a uh, a rather big selling point for our service engagements. You know, it's like, hey, we do this for you. And oh, by the way, we're not going to use spreadsheets like the other boring guys. Uh, instead, we got this cool tooling. So, you know, it became a, a big selling point. So, you know, I, I had the idea that I wanted to spin off Continuum GRC into its own separate company. Um, you know, there were people around me that thought I had just freaking lost my mind. You know, uh, 
why would I, uh, you know, share our competitive advantage with with anybody who would, you know, pay for a, a subscription? You know, the platform's built for competitors of Lazarus Alliance. So why would I share our tools? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, seven years later, you know, we we let them white label it, uh, you know, manage their own customers, things like that. And I tell you, um, we just continue to grow. You know, we've become the world's only FedRAMP authorized, state ramp authorized uh, SaaS application um, in in 26 languages. So, you know, we, um, you know, we're, I don't know, we just, uh, we haven't looked back. It's been a good decision. Well, I'd say that's a big win. Yeah, (laughs) that's impressive. I like that. Great. Thanks for sharing that story. All right. Our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Well, I, uh, I'm not going to tell you that simply because it, it tends to be the first question on your challenge questions with your banks. So uh, I'll tell you about uh, my, my second job. Fair enough. I need to go and you didn't give me. Okay. Uh, question number five. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Well, that would require providing the answer to the most common security challenge questions <laughs> by banks. That's true. Good uh, point. Good point. Good luck with me getting to dish on that. <laughs> However, uh, what I can tell you is my, you know, my my very first full time real job was in the United States Air Force as a flight line electronics technician on B fifty two H model bombers. So nice. Anyway, so th- well, thank you for your service, first of all. But uh, it sounds like that's kind of where you got your start with your career, to some degree, at least. So, uh, you know, it was interesting. I was in school, uh, electronics and things. And, you know, I'm an 18 year old. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, in college and whatnot. Anyways, I would go around to these audiovisual shops and stuff. And they're like, go away, kid. You don't have experience. Well, how in the hell do I get experience? Right. Well, so I, I, I decided, well, you know. Let's let's see what the Air Force is all about. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I spent six years there as an enlisted person and and uh, did well and enjoyed it. And that took me into other technical spaces and basically led me here. Nice. Very good. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking time to join us on the podcast today. How can people find you? So I appreciate it, Sean. It's been my pleasure. Um Two websites, uh, LazarusAlliance.com, L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E.com, ContinuumGRC, C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-M-G-R-C.com. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, and uh, um, yeah, be a pleasure to, uh, to help you out. Great. Glad you can uh, glad you can do that, as we mentioned at the beginning. So thank you again. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to subscribe or follow the podcast, whether you're listening to the audio version or watching the video version, either way. Once again, we remind you to have humility to learn and then courage to act on what you've learned. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.